Good day to you and welcome to the Savings Angel Show. I'm Josh Elledge, Chief Executive Angel at SavingsAngel.com, podcasting from sunny Orlando, Florida. I've been a consumer expert, money-saving advocate, syndicated newspaper columnist, and business coach to the superstars for years. But I never grow tired of talking about it and bringing you deals and ways to maximize your money. To that end, today, I have the next part of my interview with Greg Jagger from USAA about their home buying program and how a real estate agent can save you money. And we'll talk about like the, that, com- that whole commission thing and does it actually work out in your favor as the buyer and or seller? So we'll cover all that. Now, before we get to that, I also wanted to recap a few of the points that we discussed last week. And of course, encourage you to go to savingsangel.com and find podcast number 176 from last week where I talk about buying and selling in the winter. Now, I'm also going to wrap up today's show with another fun adventure. I interview Lauren Taft, who is a trainer at SeaWorld's Discovery Cove. And if you're not familiar with Discovery Cove, I'm so excited to introduce you to exactly what it is because it's a very cool experience. So we've got a lot to talk about. So let's get to saving more, earning more, and living more abundantly. Last week, I talked with Greg Jagger from USAA about buying and selling a home in the winter. And I also did an article about it for my syndicated column. Now, to save time, I'm not going to mention everything. You'll just want to go to savingsagel.com and read the full article on our blog, as well as listen to the last week's episode. That's 176. If you've ever considered buying and selling a home in the next year or so, you should probably know this information because you might want to time your purchase or your sale for winter for a number of reasons. So, But let me share with you six ways that winter is the best time to sell your home or perhaps buy a new one. Number one, fewer people are looking to buy or sell a home. So you're going to get more focused help since not as many people are competing for home buying or selling services. Real estate agents are likely going to have a lot more time to work with you. Number two, buyers and sellers both have less competition. Now for the seller, yours may be the only one fitting the criteria for a few eager buyers, resulting in a faster sale and maybe even a higher price. Now for the buyer, fewer buyers mean more negotiation room and less chance you'll end up in a bidding war. Number three, buyers and sellers may both be more motivated. Now, for sellers, they have a compelling reason to be selling in winter and to be open to negotiation. Their reason could be job reasons, financial reasons, or health reasons, or that they have had the home for sale, but it hasn't sold. Now, this is actually good for both buyer and seller because the seller gets the sale they need and the buyer may be able to land a much better deal than at other times of the year. Now, nerdwallet.com research shows that homes actually can cost 8.45% less on average during January and February than in June through August. Now, for a $150,000 home, that's a savings of over 12 thousand dollars. Of course, you amortize that over 30 years and it's a whole lot more. Number four, buyers and sellers can both enjoy a more relaxed pace. For the buyer, fewer homes can be less overwhelming and less competition can give more time to make an offer. 
For the seller, the slower pace is less stressful. If you've ever sold a home, you know the strain of constantly having to have the home show ready. Oh boy, do I remember that. A slower pace off, yeah, right. With, with three kids, forget it. That's like almost impossible. Now, a slower pace offers the seller breathing room to still really live in their home while trying to sell. Number five, movers and other services are in less demand and their prices are more competitive. For example, we pulled these quotes from a national moving company. Now, the criteria were moving from Grand Rapids, Michigan to Lexington, Kentucky. Now, this includes the estimated needs for a three-bedroom home, help both loading and unloading the truck, and the use of a ramp. Now, if you've moved at the end of February, including taxes and fuel charges, you might be looking at about $1,892. That's $1,892. But if you move in the middle of May, the exact same services, including taxes and fuel charges, jumps to $2,017. So it's over, that's about $125 more just because you waited until May. Number six, winter home staging can reveal a lot. Now for the buyer, less natural light can help reveal whether or not interior lighting is adequate what it's really like to navigate the driveway and walkways in winter, because again, you're going to be living there year round, and whether or not doors and windows are drafty. Now for the seller, winter is a great time to show the coziness and homey touches that set your home apart from others on the market. Things like having a fire going in the fireplace, showing off adequate lighting, having ideal room layouts, and having excellent home heat retention can all get the desired offer. So there you go. Now, let's continue on with this buying a home in the marketplace, because I know one subject that comes up is, should you just try and do it yourself, or should you hire a realtor? So with that, let's get to my interview with Greg Jager from USAA. And Greg Jager, welcome back to the Savings Angel Show. And uh, thank you so much for the tips that you shared last week in terms of buying and selling real estate during the winter. There are a lot of considerations. And uh, there are some other things that I'd, I'd really love to talk about in terms of working with a realtor. Because I love to save money. And, and I know that there's a lot of people who listen to this program. That's why they listen, because they like to make sure that they're making very smart financial decisions with their money. And I think that the temptation that is out there is that, well, I've got to sell a home or I need to buy a home. And man, that 3% or so that a realtor might be taking, why can't I just keep that for myself? So I can, can we talk about that this week? Because I, I definitely have some opinions on that. And I've worked with a lot of people who buy and sell a lot of real estate and they've got strong opinions. And you know what? The opinion that seems to come up over and over again is, you know what? Just hire a realtor because it is going to save you money in the long run. Do you agree with that sentiment? I agree. I think that uh, probably the best thing that supports that is there are some National Association of Realtors statistics that anybody can go to their website and see those. And one of the clear differentiators is that, um, you know, folks that try and sell a home themselves versus, uh, you know, that same home or very similar home sold with a, with a realtor more than offsets the cost of the commission. And I think that's a, that's a big deal because I think people get really wrapped up on the commission and they should, it's, it's expensive. Um, but 
uh, you know, or it's at least a big expense. I don't want to say it's expensive, but it's a big expense. And there's a lot of other things that that agent is bringing to the table. You know, how many of us want to stand in front of somebody face to face, uh, even email to email and negotiate the price of their house? You know, having somebody stand in the middle and do that for us is a big deal. Negotiating the the pitfalls of of all the uh, legal snares that are out there and disclosures and that kind of thing. A, a real estate pre- professional practitioner, an agent, can help you with all those. They're trained to do that. And there's some, you know, there's some real pitfalls that you can get get tripped up on if you try and just go it alone. Yeah. And not every real estate agent is created equal. There are some that I would imagine are better than others. So how does somebody find a great real estate agent? I'm there with you from the go on you need an agent. So then finding the best one for you, I think, you know, takes some work. The biggest thing that I would do, let's say you're selling, is interview several agents. Make sure that you know, and by interview them, I don't just mean interview their style. That's a piece of it. But understand what their marketing campaign is going to be, you know, for for your specific property. There are different nuances to marketing a property in this neighborhood and this school district and all the other features uh, and facts about it than in that neighborhood, you know, with different features and facts and set of circumstances. And somebody that understands those well and has a a marketing plan that you feel meets your needs. That's all. Those are all important aspects of of that interview process. And the in USAA's Real Estate Rewards Network program that we alerted the listeners to last week in our discussion. That's one of the things that we do on the sales side. We come out of the gate and assign two agents to that seller to the USA member who's selling a property, mm-hmm. so that. They have that ability right out of the gate to be comparing, you know, two top practitioners. And we've done some of the pre-vetting, right? So we've made sure that it's a full-time agent. We make sure that uh, that agent is is already being held to performance standards that are USAA quality, as well as their broker wow. above, who stands above them. So some of that vetting is has already been done on their behalf by by USAA and our partners in managing this network. So I guess, I mean, outside of that, I'm not really aware of a system where we're kind of crowdsourcing our reviews and ratings of of realtors per se. I think it's out there and available. You can find ratings and reviews on agents. Um, My concern with all ratings and reviews is that it's sort of caveat emptor, Mm. buyer beware. Yeah. Um, If if you go out and, and look at some ratings and review sources, and I'm not saying this about real estate agents, just in general about ratings and reviews. Um, you know, is it a fair representation? You know, fair cross section of the of the responders. Has the person who's managing the site stripped away all the poor responses and only left the good ones, and and all of those kind of things that you know consumers I think are are cognizant of today. You know, gee, all the ratings and reviews on this person are you know, the highest mark. Is that realistic? Maybe not. <laughs> um, because, you know, real estate can, can be choppy. So th- there's reasons why somebody, you know, can say, hey, I'm not going to rate him a 10. I'll rate him a nine or an eight because of this or that. I'd expect that. You know, if you go to a site and you see ratings reviews on anything, whether it's a car or anything else, and it's all top notch marks, you probably need to step back and at least be, 
somewhat curious intellectually and say, is this a fair representation of the reviews? By the same token, if they're all negative, you know, are you really just getting the, you know, the unhappy consumers doing the in being the loudest voice. Yeah. Since we're talking about it, Greg, can you kind of recap? Uh, and we talked about this a little bit last week, but can you just kind of recap how the Real Estate Rewards Network through USAA works and then also who qualifies uh, to be able to be a member of USAA? Sure. I'll start with the USAA membership eligibility. So uh, anybody who has served um, or is serving, so has served honorably or is serving, uh, would be eligible for membership at USAA. And USAA is a company that's actually owned by its members and you know, provides this full service of, of what you would think are financial services, full complement of financial services. One of which, which is unusual, is this real estate brokerage that I run through which we deliver the Real Estate Rewards Network. I don't think most of the times when you think of your financial services provider that they're going to be a real estate broker. And, and that's sort of where I'm at. So the Real Estate Rewards Network then is eligible to any member. Um, and what we are providing is access to real estate brokerage services where, you know, it's a supervised program. There's dedicated support through a concierge. You get the leverage of, of USA and our, our strong partners standing behind it and helping resolve any issues that, that happen because things happen when you're buying and selling real estate. So, you know, we stand there to help help resolve those those types of things. And that's a, a big deal because you don't necessarily get that kind of support when you go out and just select an agent on your own. You represent one transaction, you know, to that to that agent or to their right. broker that they work for. You know, in my case, maybe you, you're working with a an agent who that their broker is is receiving a thousand transactions through USAA and the membership. So it's Leverage really means a, a you know a big deal when it comes to getting issues resolved. They they want to keep that member happy. They do, and then there's that you know the last thing, which is that that the rewards that we give back to the members uh, through this program, and and in 2016 we'll have given back over 56 million dollars to the members. So obviously that's a big deal too. So it's not like this uh, is going to cost the member anything to use. Not at all. In fact, that's that's true when you go back to that first comment you made about membership. Membership, the price of membership was paid through service to country. Uh, similarly, this program does not cost the member anything to use. It really is all about benefits that construe back to the member, whether that's the financial benefits or the benefits of the concierge or you know the, this, the high marks that this program gets in terms of member satisfaction and so forth. My family and I have been a member of USA for a number of years now. And, um, you know, as a consumer guy, I mentioned this last week, but um, it, it really, it, if you know somebody on social media, if you know a military family, if you know someone who would qualify to be a member of USA, please share this conversation on social media. I'm speaking specifically to the member or to the um, uh, friend who's listening to this conversation because there are a lot of benefits. And, and, um, and Greg, not every person who qualifies is, is currently a member of USAA, sadly. That's, that's absolutely true. You know, there's, we estimate that there are some 60 million people in the country who are eligible for membership. And right now we sit at about 12 million of those who are USAA members. And, and it's, you know, a variety of things. 
you know, USCA has the, the membership rules have evolved a little bit over the years. One big thing was, you know, officers, I think in, in, the, in the original construct of the company, the membership was officers only. And now, you know, anybody who served is eligible. So I think that in the original timing of the company, there were a lot of enlisted folks who weren't eligible. And today they are. And, you know, I think that, you know, my dad would be one of those and my brother's one of those um, who during their times of service uh, wouldn't have been eligible but are today. And so that's a great point that you make about getting the word out to those folks because there are tremendous benefits to membership. And then getting back to Greg, I'd love to get back to a few other things in terms of working with a realtor. And that is right. um, the, the kind of the invisible ways. And you, I think you mentioned a little bit about this. There there are hard costs that, that realtors or real estate agents uh, take care of that are part of what you pay them, right? Absolutely. Uh, and and there's, there's hard costs and there's, and there's techniques. Let's pretend you're a buyer. And so, you know, Josh, you and your family are interested in buying a house. And if you're not working with a real estate agent, you know, you're looking online through some of the MLS search tools. You're looking at uh, maybe for sale by owner websites. And I don't know, the bakery has a sign, you know, with people that list their house for sale anywhere. But so you're using all of those sources, um, most of which are also available to that agent. But then that agent, through their social networking, is connected with all of the other professional um, agents in in the neighborhood, and they're actually sharing uh, with with other agents. Hey, I'm working with Josh and his family, and this is generally the you know the kind of house that they're looking for, and this is the area they're looking for it in. Well, those agents uh, are saying before the market the home is coming onto the market through the social network to your agent, hey, I've got a house that might meet that criterion that Josh could be mm-hmm. eligible in. We call those in the industry, we call those pocket listings. And so you may be made aware because you're working with an agent. And, and this is really important in markets where homes are turning over very quickly, where there's yeah. limited inventory. Yeah, being made aware of that is a really big deal. So you mentioned pocket listings. And uh, last week we talked about, you know, specifically about buying and selling real estate in the winter. Uh, I would imagine yes. an agent would be particularly useful in the winter because there's just less inventory and there's other factors. Right. Since the last example I gave was on the buying side, I'll flip to the selling side. There are unique approaches to selling a home in the winter. You know, there's less sunlight available. There's less, you know, the the curb appeal, if you will, of a home is is dramatically lower in the winter uh, just by nature, right? The leaves aren't on the trees, the flowers are, the grass is brown, the flowers aren't colorful. And so what are all of those kind of things that an agent can bring to the table that, you know, when some some agent is driving up to the house with a a customer in tow, when they, they get out of the car and their choice is, it looks appealing enough from the outside to entice me to come in. We're going to get in the car and keep driving to the next place. Um, that agent that's helping you with with presenting it in that instance for sale can really help stage the exterior so that it's most appealing 
And there are definitely tips and techniques for that in the winter. You know, I think of the things that I've learned in life and, and, uh, you know, for example, like my boys now are practicing to play the drums. And, you know, if you practice a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, well, you can start to get good at it. And there are some benefits to being good at certain things. And so right. uh, as much as we love to save money, um, you just, uh, you know, in my experience, you know, the real estate professionals that I know tend to be very, very good at what they do. And so as a result, generally, the return on investment, as we discussed at the beginning of this interview, is going to be worth that. Um, so, so Greg, I, I do appreciate the time that you've taken. And, and Greg Jager is the president of Residential Real Estate Services at USA. And Greg, I'd love to have you on one more time uh, next week, in fact, because I'd love to talk about rising interest rates, because I know that that's a concern that everybody has. And I'd love to talk specifically about, do we need to really get on this quickly if we were thinking about buying and selling home? But we, we'll we tease that, but we'll get into that in conversation next week if you'd be fine with that. I'd be happy to do it. We've talked about the fact that rates are going to rise every year for seven or eight years, and here we are. So it's a great time mm-hmm. to have that conversation. Sounds great. Greg, thank you so much, and we'll chat next week. Look forward to it. Thanks, Josh. I'd like to thank USA for being a sponsor of this past segment, making it possible to take the time to share such great tips on buying and selling a home in the winter season. Thank you, USAA. I'm a member, I'm a fan, and I love the work that you do for service members and their families. Now, before I get to the fun interview I had at SeaWorld's Discovery Cove, I want to encourage you to do what you can to save money toward your own family fund. Now, I encourage you to use swagbucks.com to save money that you can put toward a getaway. Look, they've got coupons, cashbacks, shopping, and you can earn cash and gift cards really easy. What you want to do is just download the little browser extension, like for Chrome or Firefox. Just grab the little thing. It'll automatically give you Swagbucks savings and cash back. That's my top secret trip. Just just use that, then you never even have to think about it. Swagbucks will just prompt you when you have opportunities to get cash back, and it's all automatic. And I love automatic, easy saving money. Now, along with Swagbucks, of course, I recommend our Savings Angel VIP Grocery Savings Membership. And we can help you cut your grocery bill, plus save even more with our free bonus, my on-demand video library of over 80 videos detailing hundreds of ways to save on everyday expenses. Again, we're looking for automatic savings, stuff that's not going to be a big sacrifice, stuff that you won't even notice. And all of this is $3.99 a week, and you should be able to save your family two, three, four hundred $400 a month or more. So huge return on investment. You believe in return on investment, right? All right. Now, if you just want to try this thing out risk-free, no worries. Totally cool. I'm sure we can help you save, but if it's not for you, you can cancel anytime you want for any reason. Just write our help desk and ask for a refund within your first 28 days, and Rachel, she's going to take care of you. But at least don't let this huge savings just pass you by. Because if you don't take action, by default, you are going to pay an extra $1 to $200 every single month at the grocery store. If you do take action, and it works, I could help you save a lot of money. So I'm with Lauren Taft, and you're a senior trainer here at Discovery Cove. Lauren, thank you so much for taking a few minutes to explain a little bit more about Discovery Cove and then the work that the Discovery Cove does to um, to provide uh, interaction opportunities for people um, to 
just be with these amazing animals. So thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. You'll find that all of us that work here are very passionate about these animals, passionate about our jobs. So yeah. if you ever want to talk about them, you'll actually have to probably get us to like slow down or stop us at some point because we could talk about them forever. You know, I've chatted with a few people here and um, the, the, the phrase, okay, yeah, pretty much best job ever <laughs> comes to mind. What do you do all day? I think for people say it's the best job ever. Yes. I think so many kids, like especially your own kids, grow up thinking that this is something that they want to do. And a lot of us started off as kids coming to parks like this and getting to interact with these animals and that just inspired us to pursue that in our career so my day is pretty much spent all day in the water with these animals taking care of them um, and also getting a chance to let our guests get an, an experience like your kids had today why do you think that it's so important that kids have these opportunities to interact with um, with amazing these amazing animals I think kids are our future and the way to impact our environment and way to impact our future is start when kids are young which is what happened to so many of us like myself is we went to parks we made a connection with an animal I think it's different than reading about it in a book or watching a television show I think it's a completely different experience when a child is in the water touching an animal for the first time and as family members you get to kind of see that passion pursuing them and I think it's I think it's a one in a lifetime experience yeah I would imagine the reaction that you get or you hear quite often is <gasps> I want to do this again I you know how do I you know what do I need to made what do I study you know how do what do I do in school so that I can do what you do, do you, is that, I would imagine like I even heard like someone in my children's group is like so how do I get to do what you do oh yeah there are adults that are like so how do I get a job here like there's not just kids <laughs> there's adults that want to leave their career and pursue what we're doing because they just come here and have such an amazing time and I think uh, the best thing that I can tell whether it's adults who want to pursue another career or our children who want to work with animals is the biggest um, kind of best career to study would probably be psychology because I think everyone always thinks when most of us are involved in marine biology yeah. but there's so many different avenues in the animal field a lot of marine biologists study animals out in the field whereas on a field as such as animal training is a lot of based in behavior and positive reinforcement so everything we do with these animals is always positive so any kind of background psychology knowledge you have or behavior mm -hmm. is very beneficial coming to work with these animals that's amazing so one thing that someone who's listening to this conversation may hear in the background is there's actually a dolphin that's animals making... vocalizing yeah they're part of the interview they, yeah. they, they're big on attention so yeah. we take it away from them for too long they're gonna make a noise nice nice so what are some of the now I'd love to talk about Discovery Cove more as a whole and like what um, you know what families can enjoy here. I'm wondering if you could kind of explain all of the opportunities, to uh, all of the things that you can do at Discovery Cove. Um, but can I start by asking, Discovery Cove is, it's it's a bit different from a typical theme park. So we'll Absolutely. kind of start from that angle. So for people who are familiar with, well, I know, you know, I know what theme parks are. We'll start from there. And then also, I'm sorry, this is like a 10-part question. <laughs> okay. Like I said, I'll keep <laughs> you know, talking. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I'm also thinking from people who say, oh, well, I know what a zoo is. So for someone who says, I know what a theme park is, I know what a zoo is describe like how discovery cove kind of fits in that i think that people hear theme parks in orlando and they think they understand but until you've been here to this park until you've stepped foot in our sand i think you don't know what it is until you've been here discovery cove is unique in that it's an all-inclusive resort more so than just a theme park where you're actually more immersed in the interactions and the yeah. attractions that you're doing so rather than watching a show you're actually part of the show you are the ones that are getting in the water you are swimming with the stingrays you are 
face to face with the otters, you're learning about the marmosets, you're doing the rides with the dolphins. So I think it's different than a typical zoo or a theme park. Do you hear them? Yeah. I know. <laughs> I they're laughing so, every time. <laughs> so, they have obviously have something to say, but yeah. I think I think it's completely different when you can actually be a part of the attraction rather than watching it or observing it. And I think there's benefits to both, but I think yeah. that's what part of what makes Discovery Cove so unique is the immersion that you're getting with the animals and the experience. And mm. I think that it's a great park for families to get to do because you're getting these once in a lifetime experiences to do with the people that you love the most. Not to say that we don't get a lot of friends that come down here for the weekend and want to do Discovery Cove on a day for a relaxation day because it can be both. It can be relaxing or it can be thrilling or it mm -hmm. can be both. So I think friends, co-workers come down here but it's really I think a great family park to have once in a lifetime experience that you wouldn't have anywhere else in the world. Yeah. So Lauren, you were listing some of the um, some of the experiences you kind of mentioned. Uh, could you kind of list um, you know some of the very specific um, activities that that one could do at Discovery Cove, just as kind of illustrate? No, this is exactly what you get to do here. Right. So when you come to the park, like I said, it's an all-inclusive resort, so everything is already included. Yeah. So which I think is such a great idea because it means that everything's already taken care of. Yeah. So you you, you come. In and you eat breakfast. They yes. have breakfast here, which is great. Breakfast, snacks, drinks, everything's already included. So if you want to go up and grab a drink, your kids want to go over and grab a snack, that's fine. You don't have to run back to your locker or anything like that to grab your wallet. And everything is provided for you. So you really just need to even bring yourself. We have towels, we have sunscreen, we have snorkels and masks because a lot of what you're doing is going to be in the water. Mm -hmm. So of course everybody knows what our dolphin interaction experience is. It's probably one of the highlights. But we have so many other amazing animal attractions. We have our Grand Reef where guests can go snorkel and swim alongside giant gigantic stingrays, wow. tropical fish, and sharks. There's also an experience over there which is similar to um kind of like a scuba diving, but you don't have to be scuba dive certified. So you're going to get to see the reef underwater. Mm -hmm. It's called a sea venture program that our guests can sign up for and get to basically do a walking tour of the underwater reef. Yeah. But on the other side, we also have some areas where you don't have to get wet. For people who don't want to get into the water, we have our aviaries. We have three free flight aviaries where guests can go in and hand feed beautiful tropical birds or land on your hands and your shoulders and get to laugh about that. And then we have the otters, the monkeys. I mean, the park in itself can be, like I said, it can be thrilling, it can be relaxing, but we have a lot of different events and different kind of interactions that our guests can have. Yeah, so we loved, so our, just our itinerary this morning, we had breakfast and then we immediately went to, rec I recommend going to see the birds first thing in the morning because that's breakfast time and they're hungry and they definitely want to interact. And so, um, do, do you remember, I mean, do you know any of the birds? Obviously you do. I mean, you work here. This is your job. <laughs> I wonder if you could maybe share some of the, the, the breeds of birds that you'll find in the aviary because it's, there's some beautiful, beautiful birds. Oh my gosh. I think the favorite, the favorite bird that I see in yeah. the aviary is the tawny frogmouth mm. and they're an Australian species bird and they blend in so well that our guests walk right by them and don't even know that there is this gigantic bird right next to them. Yeah. I mean, there are several different hundreds of species of tropical birds in there, but we have three different aviaries. So even if you just go in one, see all the birds, you might not even know that there's two others past that. So definitely, if you're going to give any kind of insight tips to go to the aviary first and remember mm -hmm. that there's three to walk through. Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, just so you know, these birds are going to interact with you, which is really fun. So, you know, they have you hold up the food dish and, and they come land right on your arm. And that doesn't happen in the wilderness or in the in the wild, so to speak. Yeah, no, they're going to land anywhere they can. So they might be on your head, uh -huh. on your shoulder, and that's <laughs> the perfect time to have your camera ready yes. because in terms of family experiences the little kids give the best reactions not that adults don't too but those little kids whether they're 
facial expressions or that just that, like you said, that immediate reaction time mm-hmm. is those are memories that you're going to keep with you for the rest of your so, life. Yeah. So I'll be sharing. So I took some of those photos and some photos of uh, our dolphin experience. I'll be posting those in our Facebook group. So you can go take a look at that. Um, but Lauren, I'm wondering if you could kind of explain. So how does someone plan a trip to Discovery Cove? Um, you can just go on our website, Discovery, or you can go call our reservations hotline mm-hmm. or go to discoverycove.com. Um, but right now we're doing a special for Florida residents, yeah. um, meaning that you can come to the park and you actually go to SeaWorld and Aquatica through January 2017. Wow. Wow. And so um, now just um, any, is there any particular time of year that, that you think works a little bit better? I mean, I, I really see Discovery Cove as, as a year-round park. I mean, we generally have pretty good weather year-round down here, but, you know, we're here at the very end of December, and it's a little warm out, actually, but even if it were cooler, um, you know, the water is going to be the same temperature year-round, and my tip is, even if you weren't planning on using a wetsuit, use a wetsuit. Wetsuits are just so convenient. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I don't think there is a bad time to come and visit the park because being here in Florida, we really have beautiful days year round. There isn't mm-hmm. necessarily a season that's, I would say, better than the other. I think any day in the park is a perfect day to come. Mm-hmm. But our, our water does stay the same regardless of the ambient temperature. So mm-hmm. um, it's a very comfortable temperature to be in and out of the water in. And yeah, I think, I think um, whether it's around the holidays or whether it's around the summertime, we are always, always happy to have guests. And uh, one thing, too, that I think people may or may not know is that there's an attendance cap um, yes. at, at Discovery Cove. So I don't think at any point you're going to look around and say, like some theme parks, you're like, oh, my gosh, it's so crowded here. You're not going to say that um, when you're at Discovery Cove. Yeah. Um, why is that? The idea is that, again, we're not your regular theme park. We're not your regular zoo. And by capping it, it makes it feel more like a resort and more of a a park where you get those one-on-one time with your family. The mm-hmm. idea is that you shouldn't have to be waiting in lines or you should be able to get enjoy the time that you have with, with your friends and your family and the people that you care about mm-hmm. so that you're able to come here and get right up close with those animals rather than being in a, in a park with, with multiple people waiting to meet those animals. Yeah, yeah. with the, you know, again, an, an experience like this where you get to swim with dolphin, I mean, it truly is, I mean, my experience, I mean, just kind of this once-in-a-lifetime experience is, you know, our daughter is getting ready to go to college, and we're like, oh my gosh, we, we absolutely need to go to Discovery Cove before she leaves, you know, so that we can have this experience with all three kids together. So, Lauren, thank you so much. Lauren Taft, you're the senior trainer here at Discovery Cove. Thank you so much for taking your time and sharing not just a little bit about about what Discovery Cove is, but also some of the great work that Discovery Cove and SeaWorld does for conservation and protecting and, and um, helping our animals. Yeah, thank you so much for coming. And especially with your kids, you know, our hope is that, you know, we inspire change in the world through kids. So if we're going to see any change, we have to start when they're young and, and making a connection. So I hope they had a wonderful time. And I know this isn't your first time here at the park. So thank you so much for coming back. And hopefully we'll see you again very soon. Thank you. Now, I hope the real estate information I shared with you helps you or someone you know who is thinking of buying or selling a house this winter. So if you've loved hearing everything on this podcast, would you take a minute and leave a five-star review in iTunes? You just go to savingsangel.com forward slash iTunes and boom, it's right there. It'll open it right up for you. It'll have a little button where you could say leave a review and all you have to do is just say, cool show, Josh, thanks. And then click on that fifth star. That's all you have to do. It shouldn't take you more than like 30 seconds. All right. If it does, then forget it. I don't, 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 don't waste your time. Uh, you don't 
don't have to you don't have to take the time but if if you will uh, if you are willing to spend uh, 30 seconds to leave that review it makes a big big difference for someone like me because what I want to do is help share this message of abundance with more and more and more people and that power rests in your hands so as always, if you have any specific questions or something you'd like me to talk about, you can drop me a comment in the podcast feedback at over at Savings Angel on our private Facebook group. Come and join us or call my podcast hotline at 407-205-9250 and leave me a message. I'll answer your question, write you back, or with your permission, I might even share your question or story with others on this show. With that, my friend... Have a great week full of saving more, earning more, and living more abundantly. And thank you so much for listening. Amortize that over 30 years, and it's a whole lot more.